Make sure you're subscribed to Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. The Washington Examiner had a recent story raising the question of whether or not some academic, scientific, medical journals have, well, untoward connections to the abortion industry, that in light of the retraction of three studies that showed the health effects, negative health effects of chemical abortion. Why were those stories and those studies retracted? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us to talk about that and an increase in the Texas birth rate after the passage of its Heartbeat Act, Dr. Michael New, Visiting Assistant Professor of Social Research and Political Science at the Catholic University of America, Senior Associate Scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham Fellow with Americans United for Life and a columnist for National Review Online. Dr. New, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. What do we need to know about this Washington Examiner story about these studies that had been retracted by Sage Publishing? Well, the important thing to remember is academic publishers and journal editors are not disinterested parties. They're not necessarily above the frame. You know, very often people edit these journals, the people who review papers in these journals, these are people who support legal abortion very often. And as such, they are often reluctant to accept studies that either show there's health risks involved with abortion or accept studies that show that pro-life laws often have some positive impact. So academic journals that are publishing and they need to be really kind of taken, in some cases, with a grain of salt. Can the public trust these academic journals or much less the reporting about them? I would argue when they publish studies that deal with abortion or sanctity of life issues or other kind of hot-button controversial issues, the public, again, should view them skeptically. You know, again, these are often edited by people who support legal abortion, and that biases their decisions about the kind of articles they accept for publication. Similarly, I think that when one reads mainstream media articles about these studies, one should be skeptical. Very often, mainstream media outlets don't reach out to pro-life people or pro-life scholars. They don't reach out to other people who might have a dissenting or a different point of view. They just uncorrectly report the findings, and that's, I think, just very poor journalism. So tell us about the papers that were retracted by Sage Publishing. Well, these were studies that looked at the risks involved with chemical abortions. And what they did was they looked at comprehensive Medicaid data from the states. The states, in many cases, do keep pretty good data on Medicaid recipients. And what these studies found is that women who obtained chemical abortions were more likely to visit the hospital afterwards, especially they were more likely to visit emergency rooms afterwards, the women who obtained surgical abortions. So they found that when a woman obtained a chemical abortion, there's a very good chance that woman would make multiple visits to the emergency room to seek additional medical help. What is the political context for these retractions that everyone kind of seems to be noticing? Well, later on in March, uh, the Supreme Court is going to hold oral arguments about some litigation about whether or not the FDA was right to loosen some of the rules regarding the distribution of chemical abortion drugs. Uh, Around 2016, they extended the age limit. It used to be uh, eight weeks. 
They bumped it up to 10 weeks. There's questions whether they follow proper procedure there. And kind of after the COVID pandemic, the FDA allowed women to obtain chemical abortion pills without an in-person medical examination. And that's been subject to litigation as well. So in previous litigation, these studies were cited. The judges have actually cited them in their rulings that did go against the FDA and did find that FDA rules about chemical abortion drugs were, in fact, too permissive. So again, I think that the timing of these oral arguments, I think that had an impact on the decision to retract these studies. Was there anything unusual about the retractions themselves? There's a lot that's unusual. Usually a study is retracted if there's clear misconduct, that there's just data that's falsified or misrepresented. Here, there's no misconduct. You just simply have an individual who disagrees with the conclusions, raises some concerns, but that's not misconduct. I mean, academics disagree all the time, and I think that just dialogue between academics is a far better way to resolve these situations than simply going ahead and retracting the articles. Also, a lot of the rationale that Sage Publishing gave for retracting the articles doesn't really hold up. They claim there's conflict of interest, but the lead author is very clear that he's affiliated with the Charlotte Lozier Institute, you know, probably a think tank that I'm involved with. His affiliation appears literally on the front page of the article, so he wasn't concealing that at all. Other authors were affiliated with groups like American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists and the Elliott Institute. You know, their affiliations are clear. They're also on the front page, so I don't really know what Sage Publishing wanted the authors to do. They're very clear. They work for pro-life groups. They made that clear. So the fact that they didn't disclose that just doesn't hold water. Have they been entirely transparent about their interactions? No, they haven't. They've been very vague. They've talked about you know, conflict of interest. They've talked about methodological concerns and problems. But they haven't spelled that out. You know, I think they should have made public the correspondence they had with the authors. They should have made public the correspondence they had with the critic but they really have not, in fact, done this. So they've been very vague about the actual rationale for attracting these articles. And people do want to see the dialogue and do want to see the correspondence. The Lozier Institute has made that available. If your listeners are interested, they can go to the website assaultonscience.org. That's assaultonscience.org. All the correspondence, the timeline is available, and the interested reader can read that and arrive at their own conclusion. What should SAGE have done instead of simply retracting the papers? What they should have done is just let this individual who had concerns and questions write a response. And I think academic journals should do more of that. I think dialogue between academics can be interesting, can be fruitful. I think it advanced human knowledge. And I think letting him write a response and letting the Lozier scholars respond to him, I think people, the academic community, the public health community could decide on their own who is a more compelling response. Again, I think that squelching and just retracting the studies doesn't do a lot of good. I think allowing for there to be dialogue, that's a much, much better response than retracting these studies. On a different subject, what information did the University of Houston recently release? University of Houston released a new study that showed that the Texas fertility rate increased by 2% in 2022, that birth rates have been decreasing, but there was actually an increase of 2% in 2022 in Texas. And a lot of that has to do with the positive impact of the Texas Heartbeat Act, which took effect September 1st, 2021. What does the data tell us about the effects of heartbeat laws in general? Yeah, this is the third study that shows that the number of children being born in Texas has gone up as a result of the Texas Heartbeat Act. I had a study with the Lozier Institute. Uh, there's another study that appeared in the Journal of the American Medical Association. What we found is that 
in Texas, there's a thousand more children being born every month because of the Heartbeat Act. And I think this is very powerful. That one of the things I tell a lot of pro-life audiences is that counting abortions can be tricky. That women go out of state, they can go to other countries, they can get chemical abortion posted in the mail. So tracking abortion data can be tricky. But births are pretty easy to count. And again, we have very solid data from Texas and some other states that more children are being born as a result of the pro-life laws are passing. Again, this is very powerful evidence that pro-life laws are effective and are saving lives. Dr. Michael New is visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America, senior associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham, fellow with Americans United for Life and a columnist for National Review Online. You can read his columns at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Dr. New, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Much appreciated. Your linked issues, etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues, etc.